The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Joanne Mercier. Hey, Joanne. Happy Apple Day, Dom. <laughs> Happy Apple Day. It's the most <laughs> wonderful time of the year. And hi, Father Cory, Father Cory Stika. <laughs> Happy National Beer Lovers Day, Dom. Oh, it's even better. Yes. I can drink beer while I order my new stuff. There you go. <laughs> all right. Before we get into this craziness, I want to tell you all about another show on the StarQuest Network you are sure to enjoy called The Secrets of Middle Earth. Yes, it's a brand new show discussing all things Tolkien, including the new Rings of Power series. You can find that wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Middle Earth. So let's talk about it. Apple had its big announcements today, its annual fall phone announcements, and they announced the a new watch, a new AirPods, and new phones. No surprises there. Those were all pretty mm-hmm. much expected. And in fact, that's pretty much what we always get from them in September events. Um, so let's dive right into it because uh, there's a lot to cover here, there's some interesting things, some things that we're expecting, some not. Uh, so let's start with the watch. That's how they started. So we can start with that. And uh, they uh, announced the new Apple Watch Series 8. Uh, it had some interesting new features. Well, they started with, I, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see the whole presentation, mm-hmm. but um, they started with a video of these testimonials of people like yes. who survived because of the Apple Watch. And I was kind of astounded by how elaborate and expensive this these were like they had like recreations of a plane crash uh mm. that sort of thing uh what do you think of this joanne um i'm a, the apple watch i think is like probably the most and i know i'm going with all those adjectives um yeah. it just the most interesting device that they've created that allows you to feel secure Right. When I have my Apple Watch on, I feel secure no matter where I am. As a woman, I'm, you know, I'm out in the world. I drive a lot to know that I have this thing on my wrist that if something happens to me, I can either hit it or it will call itself right. and let people know, including my husband, that something is wrong. Just it, it makes me feel so much better about, you know, going out and doing things and not being like, you know, agoraphobic. <laughs> So, but that's, you know, it's fascinating to me that this is what the Apple watch has become. They've really positioned it as a health and safety device. Mm -hmm. So it monitors your health. And there was a whole bunch about people who, you know, survived heart attacks, like symptomless heart events, cardiac events that had no outward symptoms that their, that their watch alerted them to, or people who survived car accidents, plane crashes, a bear in their house when one yeah, of these, a good one. that was, that was kind of funny. Uh, so they, so they, so in that vein, they've added a couple new features, not a lot new things in the Apple watch this year in the regular Apple watch. We'll talk about the other one in a minute, but uh, <laughs> there's a, 
temperature sensor now a, a mm-hmm. body temperature sensor and they really positioned this for women for cycle tracking mm-hmm. and what i what i found interesting was is they said it it will predict ovulation and i'm thinking as a as a catholic <laughs> man whose wife had these charts binders of charts that we had mm-hmm. a thermometer every day and all that nfp stuff this is kind of interesting now it remains to be seen how accurate it is because accuracy for they position as you know helping you become pregnant whereas avoiding pregnancy needs a lot mm-hmm. more accuracy the, the mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing um so i don't know how accurate it is but what did you think of this uh, particularly i wonder how long it's gonna be before a couple the couple league has an app that will use it mm. for helping with the charting but but yeah. again the you're right though the issue of how accurate is skin temperature readings versus you know, reading from the skin or it's, outside the skin versus this traditional, you know, the basal um, body temperature ear yeah. or something like that, you know, yeah. you, you know, know that, and that that could be uh, that could make or break it. I, I, I can't say make or break it, but that could be, you know, whether you have to use the issue, use it with caution when you are trying to track for those kind of things or other health issues, you know, health issues where you have to do watch your, your, your temperature. Uh, yeah. body temperature for whatever reason. Yep. You know, as someone who had those charts yep. and had those thermometers this would have been wonderful, mm-hmm. you know, because, and I'm sorry, boys, I'm going to go into a little bit of TMI here <laughs> as someone who was not regular, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. couldn't predict it. If I threw a, you know, a bomb at it, this would have helped. And, mm-hmm. you know, because it, you can't, when, so, when a woman is predictable, it's a little bit easier when you're not right. It's yeah. almost impossible. And that's one of the reasons I didn't get pregnant because we just could not predict it and had bad luck all the time. Right. Mm. That was the thing with my, my wife had trouble because like, we <laughs> took us four kids before we kind of figured out how, how to get it, how to do it. And, and we, you know, we, she, we charted the whole time and all that sort of stuff, mm. but it wasn't, it, it was not as easy as sometimes um, some NFP instructors made it sound mm-hmm. and because some women just like you said, just don't have the predictable no. rhythms, the body temperature things. And, you know, even when like when you have a kid who's a, a baby and you're, you know, waking you up and, you know, you're supposed to like only take your temperature at a certain time after so mm-hmm. much sleep. And and it was like and if, if it's not right, then you have to do the math. And you're like, I just woke up. I've got three hours sleep and you're making me do math like. I can't. Yeah. Oh, or or try calling your husband and saying, uh, now. Yeah, right. right. You know, I, I think <laughs> this might be it. And yeah, that's a real mood killer. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, I got to But, you know, we we joke about this now, but this is for mm-hmm. a lot of women and couples a great thing. And I think it's going to be something that's going to sell this watch (laughs) and probably, Mm -hmm. and along with the phone, because it's easier to watch this kind of thing on the phone for somebody older. Now, like myself, I could, this temperature sensor because of COVID might be something that will come into play. It's not Mm going to be accurate because they're going to say it's not meant for anything else, but just seeing a chart, Seeing like trends, a, that's the right, big thing. Seeing a trend, yeah. that's going to be great. Yep, yep. Yeah. That's the, uh, the and that's the, there's a moral component to this, which to help people like who don't for, for people who don't want to be on the pill, for example, because because of the moral issue uh, from mm-hmm. as a Catholic perspective, you know, everything that we can find that helps us do this, like we mm-hmm. had an app, we we had a tracking app 
that we use, like where she entered the data in the, in the phone. And that way I could see it. Like I could have it on my phone too. And, you know, I'm not constantly asking her, you know, how's yeah. it going? You know, hinting at it. Oh, look, we just stopped asking me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously not now. You know? <laughs> and it's like, you know, having this more information is better. Uh, mm-hmm. one, and one of the things they mentioned is, is that it, the data is encrypted on device. So Apple can't give it to anyone. You know, no one has access to it except unless you give it to them. And that's right. a, a response to some misinformation about how new pro-life laws in various states could they could use the information from cycle tracking apps to prosecute women who've had abortions, which is not at all true. Yeah, it was, that's, it was that's ludicrous. Yeah. But, you know, hey. More more privacy is better. I agree, mm-hmm. I, at least with that. So I'm, I'm okay with the encryption end to end, which is really good. Now, now, come, kind of coming off of the, the cycle tracking, but just the temperature sensor itself, I could see this also. I don't know. I don't know. If, I didn't get the chance to watch. I had a meeting, unfortunately, during the when the conference was going on, but I watched some of the videos. Yeah. And uh, or uh, looked at some of the not the videos, but the uh, um, articles. And I could see this too being something where. If your body temperature starts getting too high, that it can alert you and say, you need to get into shade and get some water now. Yes. You know, yeah. and try to, yeah. you, know, re- re- you know, reduce your risk of heat stroke and things like that. Right. Heat exhaustion, heat stroke, because it'll, it'll say, you know, okay, you're, you're, you're hitting this danger point. You need to go in and, you know, get a nice cold glass of water or something and, right. and kind of sit for 15, 20 minutes and let yourself cool down and then go back out. Or then, find a shady tree. Or right. a shady tree or... Right. They, they jump did, in a lake. They did if you're say, hot hiking. yeah, right. They did say that there is a there are two temperature sensors. There's one that will be on your skin, so on the bottom mm-hmm. against your skin, and one on the other side of the watch to get uh, ambient temperature. That mm-hmm. way, it's compensating for the atmospheric temperature that makes the the body temperature more accurate. That's what they said. So cool. Uh, it's really or not. Well, well, <laughs> isn't that the way these handheld ones work? Sort of too. Yes, where you know so. you're putting up against your head and it's reading the your head and the room at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's essentially yeah, I think so. Yeah, the same thing. Yep. So another new feature was uh, automobile crash detection. So they've had yes. fall detection. They had like bicycle crash detection, uh, but that was they added last time. Uh, mm-hmm. This one is automobile crash detection. And, you know, they, w- I love how when they go, when they talk about how this feature works, they have the, all these like oh, accelerometers and barometers and, you know, scanners and tricorders and, you know, all this <laughs> stuff, you know, and it's like, okay, well, just, I, I believe you that it works. Um, but it basically, like, it even has, like I said, a barometer so that when, an, if an airbag uh, uh, activates, it creates an atmospheric change within the vehicle compartment. And it, and that adds to, you know, all of the data it's collecting from the accelerometer and all these other things, uh, so, which I thought was really, uh, really cool. Um, it only activates when you're driving. Although I mm-hmm. don't know if that's when you're, when it detects you going above a certain speed or if you're in like driving focus mode. I don't, I, I, I'd mm-hmm. want to find out more about that. Yeah, I, I didn't care at that point. I was looking at my budget to see how if I could afford this. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes. Well, because I'm a woman who drives all the time. Yeah, I drive 45 minutes one way to work, five, you know, three to four days a week. Mm-hmm. I'm always on the road at night. This is valuable to me. Yeah, Th- this is worth the money yeah. right there. Right. 
actually it, it's funny i just found out that android has the same feature and that's like okay i'm turning this on now because <laughs> oh. you know i'm also of course i'm driving you know rural roads and stuff like mm-hmm. that so i didn't yeah. realize that was a feature i'm getting that put on when we're done here so uh, this- so I'm, I'm glad to see apple add this because it is you know of course there's been things like um uh, on star and stuff like that that have yeah. had these features but now to have it in every phone that's sitting in your car right is mm-hmm. that's an amazing thing right well that's the other thing is it's not just on the watch it'll be on the phone uh, mm-hmm. as well uh, we'll talk about that in a bit um and because it's on you and not part of the car it's active in what any car that you're in you know what i mean right. it's not dependent on you being in your car that has on star so that's that's a big difference so did on stock go down <laughs> Probably. Well, I think OnStar well, is owned by GM or something. It but, is. It yeah. is a part of GM. That's why you only see it in GM cars. I mean, you can yeah, buy. Right. Used to be able to buy aftermarket kits, yeah. but I don't even think mm. you can anymore. I don't think you even you don't see it as much anymore because I, don't I think, think cell so. phones have kind of killed the OnStar market a bit. So and and you know, manufacturer auto manufacturer. I know this is going to a whole other subject, but auto yeah. manufacturers have moved on to the uh, you know the built-in cellular right. services and things like that. Mm. So that, that yep. becomes a part of that, anyways. So the third big feature is uh, the low power mode. So uh, normally they claim an 18 hour battery life on the watch, which if I could get 18 hours on my series four, I would love it. Um, Me too. Uh, stay tuned. Spoiler alert. Uh, but they have this new low power mode that can give 36 hour battery life, which, mm. you know, for someone who goes camping with scouts would be really handy. Um, and the way it does it is it turns off the always on uh watch face so you know with, with the watch it's it, the it, there's something that's always there to look at if you glance down uh so it turns that off and it turns off workout detection and those two changes double the battery life which makes me think maybe i don't want that on at all they, they, they probably <laughs> added a third to the battery life just by turning off the display yeah i mean <laughs> yeah i've started to turn off my display because i'm my i have a series five and it's starting yep. to not make it through the day at all Right. So, well, and the nice thing is, is this feature is going to be on all watches from series four and up. So this will be, this will make your watch last longer, which will be great. My wife will be, will be happy. Her, her, her watch has been dying like around eight o'clock every night. Um, so, uh, the, the price on these starts at three ninety nine for the GPS only and the four ninety nine for the ones that have cellular built in. Um, and they're available today and you, they'll, they'll start shipping them on September 16th. Um, so that's the, the regular Apple Watch. They also talked a little bit about the Apple Watch SE. Not a lot there. It's basically the same, same some of the same upgrades like crash detection. It's a little cheaper. It's starting at 249 It's really aimed at people who don't want to pay more or for kids, uh, for folks who want to get their kids a, a watch to so you can track them, that sort of thing. Uh, okay, let's talk about Apple Watch Ultra. (laughs) And I thought of you immediately, Dom. Immediately, because I said, this is the watch for camping. Yes. I I don't know if this is, I don't know if, you know, for the music you need to have, you know, the angels singing as you say the word ultra. (laughs) Or hear the the majestic boom, 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 boom. (laughs) I need some Aaron Copeland music, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, the Olympic theme. Anyway, yeah. uh, well, this thing, so it's it's a titanium case, not aluminum or stainless steel, titanium. It's bigger, 49 millimeters to the, compared to the 44 of the larger of the uh, regular watches. Um, 
It has an additional button they call the action button, which is customizable. Mm. You can you use it to do uh, you know any kind of function you want to program it to. Um, it's all the buttons are designed to be used while you're wearing gloves. And I'm thinking th- this is you know something that they all should have because. Yes. Most of us live in places where we live wear gloves part of the year. All you mm-hmm. San Francisco Apple Watch engineers. Yeah, really yeah. think about that. Um, they've added an additional speaker so that you can hear it in outdoorsy conditions, whether all models are cellular, so they all have a, a phone service built in. Um, it gets 36 hours of battery life, so twice as much in the regular mode, up to 60 hours on low power mode. There's a new mm. Wayfinder face. Um, in a night mode, uh, on and on. So there's a bunch of different things. There's like a there's a cool like way a waypoint backtracking feature where you can have it automatically trace your steps, like trace your your route, so you can retrace your path out of the wilderness. I cool. mean, just wild. A dive computer, you know, uh, on the watch. And I'm looking at this going. This is the sort of thing like Navy SEALs could use. Like Navy SEALs yes. famously have Rolex Submariner watches, which are super awesome. Uh, but something like this, maybe like I could imagine like some special operators giving it a try at least. Um, and for 800 bucks. Now you said, oh, this is, you know, great for camping. This is. No, <laughs> this is this is over the top. This is for people who oh, do some that. serious. I, I mean, it'll be on a lot of guys sitting at Starbucks who who own a Jeep out in the uh, parking lot that's never been off road. But this yeah. is intended for serious endorsement. No, this, this is this is intended for people who will come out here where I live and yeah. go into the backwoods about twenty miles and spend a week. Right. That's what this is intended for. But like, but like you said, Dom, there are some features on this thing, like the raised button. Yeah, the action yep. button. And if you look at it in comparison with the eight, you'll see that it's a little bit more rounded than oblong. Yeah. So I could see in another series or two them adapt it, adopting this size, this um, form factor configuration. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the idea. It's 800 bucks. So it's like twice or more that is twice as expensive as the Apple, the series eight. Um, it's really not at all in my budget at all, but I like the, I love the idea and I would, I would love to have something like this. And, and some of these, if they could get some of these features into the more normally priced watch. Yeah, that would be awesome. Wait, there'll be another category next year. Yeah, right. You know, it would be like a hybrid. But no, no, no. I I, I think it's seven ninety nine. That's a really good value. Oh, Excuse yeah. Excuse me. Because the Garmin watches are around that price. Yes. They're going after Garmin. They are. Oh, absolutely. Is they are. what they're doing. Yeah. So and as a as someone whose husband has a Garmin for golfing. Yep. And I keep telling him to get an Apple watch because it'll be better. Yes. Um, That's what they're going after. And I. You know, I don't think it's a bad price at all. I saw people predicting a thousand dollars, twelve hundred dollars on this, and that would mm-hmm. not have surprised me. Um, mm. The eight hundred actually surprised me. That's pretty, pretty, it, you know, good, reasonable. Actually, I would be interested to see when it does come out uh, and people can get their hands on it and start playing with it. How it compares with some of the high end Garmin watches, because some of those high end Garmin watches are incredible. Yeah, what mm. they can do again, and they're designed for people who are going out in backcountry you know forget cell signal you're lucky if you get a satellite signal <laughs> right. you know out some of these places right. you know yep yep 
Spoiler alert! Spoiler more to come alert. on that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so those are the watches. Uh, very interesting. I, I, uh, I would say of of all the things that they announced today, the Ultra was the most interesting thing I saw. Like just mm. um, a, a bit out of left field. Um, so they also had uh, new Apple AirPods. I was I wasn't blown away. It's, it looked like incremental improvements at the same price. You know, nothing astonishing to me. Did anything stand out to to either of you? Um, I because I've gone to Beats instead right. of AirPods. You know, the only thing I would like is the noise cancellation. That's yeah, pro- and the and the spatial. The yep. spatial could mm-hmm. be good for certain things. Spatial is cool. I got to say the, the having spatial. Now they talked about the, it's now has personalized spatial audio where I think it uses the phone to, mm. to, to kind of to, to set it in space, like to, to personalize it to your hearing. Maybe I think it was. The next step will be hearing aids. Yeah. Well, especially I'm if they can do that. Now that uh, hearing aids can be sold over the counter, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, the F, the, the FA, uh, FA, F, FDA, FCC. Uh, well, no, it was the FDA oh. recently said, uh, oh, FDA, okay. uh, made a non prescription hearing aids. So that's cool. in October. Um, I, so the improved noise cancellation, which blocks twice as much noise i like uh, but it's also got the adaptive transparency where it keeps some noises out like say jackhammers but we'll let it let more noise in like people talking to you so i thought that was kind of interesting Mm -hmm. um it will charge on an apple watch charging puck which i think is really great that's one less thing to carry around exactly Uh, yeah so uh but other than that you know just the, the same this pretty much the same airpods so then we have the phones, the iPhone 14, 14 plus, 14 pro and 14 pro, not plus, but max, because I don't know. <laughs> so uh, we <laughs> have, because they could. Yes. Yeah, so we have four <laughs> models of phone. The 14 plus is the same size as the pro max. They, so what we've got now is a 6.1 inch phone and a 6.7 inch phone in the regular and pro. Uh, and then they're mostly, um, the diff- the big differences are the chip inside and the the what the camera can do the camera system mm-hmm. um there's some other little things uh, in- including the pill which we'll talk about in a bit um mm-hmm. but first let's talk about the, the the kind of the marquee features this satellite emergency SOS mode yes. That, yes that seemed impressive to me well it's interesting we just talked about or there there was an article about T-Mobile is working on with this with Starlink I heard you guys was it last week you yes. guys talked about yeah. that yep. you know and, and then all of a sudden Apple comes out oh by the way we're doing it now they they haven't said as far as I could find any articles how they're doing the satellite as far as like what company they're going through for example no. so I, I would assume that there's some satellite provider out there some obviously mm-hmm. that Apple is working for right um but the pro- problem with it, the, looking at the articles, you'll get your first two years free. Yes. But then you have to pay for it. Whereas the T-Mobile plan is as long as you've got your T-Mobile subscription, it's not an added cost. Right. T-Mobile is just like the Pandora's box of extras. Okay. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't want to go too down too far that down that field. But, you know, when you're getting YouTube TV $10 off a month, when you're getting Apple TV plus free for a year, when you're getting MLB free, when yep. you get, you know, you could get AAA, you know, yeah. they, they, they are, I don't know how they're doing it, but they're building all of these things in. Mm-hmm. So it would mm-hmm. behoove people to get T-Mobile service if you're going to get this type of a phone, because you'll yeah. probably get it for free. Yeah, it's well, it's 
you know, and, and I know you again, you guys talk. I don't want to rehash everything you guys talked about last week, but it's like this is a type of service that somewhere out here, someone mm-hmm. like me would yes. absolutely want. Your, your name came up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, heard, I heard listened to the episode. I was, I was kind of wondering what you guys had too. to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, you know, and it's but it's and it's something I am thinking about moving to T-Mobile over if I can yep. use the spoiler for my pick of the week, Pixel 7, that's going to be coming out um, and use it with. <laughs> T-Mobile and have the access to the Starlink satellites. That's something I would, that would convince me to change. And so I could see someone saying, well, I really wasn't thinking about getting, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the 14 or whatever, but wait a minute, I live in, you know, a place like Montana where having this feature mm, through right. Apple would be a huge benefit. Right. Let's talk about what, what this actually is too, because, we, uh, you know, they, they're very, they were very clear to not yes. oversell it. So what it is, is right. it's text only. Okay. It's not right. a voice system. You have to be outdoors with a clear view of the sky. That's, that's, that's the very important because you know, in order to get a satellite signal all the way up into orbit, you know, where these mm-hmm. communication satellites are, usually you need this antenna and it's a big phone. It's all this stuff. This is just a regular uh, phone. So the mm-hmm. way it works is it, it makes you point the phone at a very specific part of the sky where, to help you, you know, focus it on that satellite. And yep. then it uses shortened messages with a custom algorithm and will actually ask you questions first. It'll quiz you about what the emergency is so that it can get a much, a very compressed message back and forth. And then um, if the emergency service is in your area, the where you are, use, you can accept texts. It will send a text. But if they only take uh, voice calls, Apple has relay centers where an employee will pick up the phone and call on your behalf. So I thought that was very interesting. It isn't satellite phone, which is what they wanted to make the distinction, but something that is for emergency use. And again, as long as you have a clear picture of the sky, you're fine. Around where Dom and I live, there's so much clutter between for right. you know forest and trees <laughs> and buildings that it would probably not work as well but go to new hampshire right. go to maine go to montana and mm-hmm. this is going to be a lifesaver for somebody they'll be doing commercials on this one next year right, right. talking about how what people were saved by it mm-hmm. right uh you'll probably have to get a pie so you can see the horizon you know that sort of thing uh i yeah. noticed they showed everyone using it was in a high place with with a clear you know to shot to the horizon well, and that'll be again, that'll be one of those things that'll be interesting to see once it actually gets out in the field. If you are, let's say, in a, a forested area, but you're but you can find a little meadow or a little, you know, open yeah. clearing to stand in, will that be sufficient? Mm. You but know, she, does it have to go straight up? Does it have to go at a 90 degree or 30 degree angle? Yeah. You know, they stuff like that. If there's light vegetation, it will still go through just slower. So, right. Mm. And I, I'd be interesting to see what the messages will look like, too. You know, will it say, you know, this person is trapped at these GPS coordinates. They are injured, you know. Right, right. They showed you know. a little bit on screen, but yeah. Yeah, that it's that it's prepackaged. So it's a yeah. it's a person in an emergency. They're not that hurt or they're hurt. They're very hurt. So it's short things that are already right. programmed rather it, than try to type your own. But it does give GPS, the GPS coordinates. And that's, yes. that's, and that's the biggest one. Cause you know, I could also yeah. see it being something like, no, I'm just lost. Yeah. <laughs> right. I went backpacking and I got turned around and I don't know where and I'm at. That's New Hampshire mountains folks. <laughs> yes. And right that's there. Montana mountains. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> every, every Monday there's a story in the local papers about hikers who had to get rescued, mm-hmm. uh, who, you know, went yeah. ill prepared into the mountains. And, um, and it's, and it's a good thing too, that it doesn't, 
doesn't let you just send a regular text. You know, right. it doesn't yes. just let you because I, I could see this getting abused by someone saying, oh, darn, I ran out of beer. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> send, the, send the sled dogs. The other thing is it, it will it can all you can also use it with Find My to send your location mm. to your contacts and Find My, the mm. Find My Friends uh, feature. So uh, which is really a kind of a neat idea. So, you know, we've, so you're out, you have someone, you know, a loved one who's out on the Appalachian trail, say, you know, you can keep mm-hmm. track of where they are every day and that sort of stuff. So that's, that's really nice. Um, so uh, other than that, there's some new colors, you know, slightly better <laughs> phone. There's a video, there's a couple new video modes. There's a video action mode and a video stabilization mode. I kind of like the stabilization mode that they mentioned because it lets you, um, it, it it basically replaces a gimbal. It's like a steady cam, uh, mm-hmm. all in camera. So you know you don't have to have an extra device. Uh, you know you take they showed someone in a dune buggy taking a video. And it's like wow, the thing is bouncing up and down. But when they show the video, it's very steady because it crops it in and and that sort of stuff. But um, that was really cool. Yeah, they started that last year with the thirteen Pro. Yes, and I and yeah. I've noticed that with the 13 Pro that my hands I have normally kind of little shaky hands, and I've noticed since I've been taking video with it, it's been a lot cleaner. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Um, so uh, we, we oh by the way, I, I think we did mention that the emergency S satellite thing was two years for free. Mm-hmm. We, they didn't tell us what it would cost after that, notably, uh, and it starts in November. Uh, okay, so the the Pro. The, one of the new things is the new Dynamic Island. Welcome to Dynamic Island. Ooh, is that anything like Fantasy Island? <laughs> going, <laughs> wait for tattoo. To plane, to plane. This, <laughs> so, this the pill? Yes, the, yeah, pill, the pill replaces the, pill. the notch. They've replaced the, the notch with the pill, uh, which means it's smaller. And they've decided to, to, to I got to give a little credit. They decided to say, look, let's embrace this and mm-hmm. do something with it. And what they've done is it's a, they've, it's a fun way to show notifications and alerts that incorporates it so that this little black spot becomes part of something, you know, f- f- interactive and dynamic on the screen. I like that you can they show things like having interactive alerts and actions like you can have the live sports score for your like the, the ball game up there mm. at all times or um when the phone rings and it pops up there instead of down at the bottom and you can interact with it in different ways and uh so you know i mean it's i'm not going to buy a phone to get that but it's kind of a nice thing if i'm getting the new phone yeah it's kind of it's you know how notifications can be annoying yeah you know they're, they're trying mm-hmm. to make it less annoying and, and right. a little bit more whimsical and okay i get that um but i'm just dying to see what else you know, will it become as annoying as the regular notification? <laughs> yes. And I, I have to admit, I, you know, I, I said this when they first brought out the notches. I really wasn't a fan of it and I, I haven't warmed up to it. So I think, you know, the Android kind of said no. They tried the notch once and kind of went, nah. And yeah. I think Apple's kind of saying, yeah, it really actually doesn't look that good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> was it Samsung, Samsung has the punch, right? <laughs> yes, the, yeah. the whole. Yeah. Um so, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, is they have these sensors. They want to have the screen go all the way to the edge, but they have these sensors they got to fit in somewhere. And, you know, mm. it, it's it's a Apple. It, sorry. Apple bezels aren't that bad. <laughs> they don't look that bad. They really don't. They make it easier sometimes. <laughs> they, they, they embrace can. the bezel. Sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> um, the, the other thing is that they mentioned it, it always on display so that the screen like with the watch um low res so that you can always like i have my phone on my desk right now and i'm looking at it. it's just a big 
black nothing. If I tap mm-hmm. it, it pops up and I see, uh, you know, the time and the date and maybe a notification or something like that. Uh, you know, they're they're too concerned with people who are going on dates and they don't want, you know, the <laughs> the uh, the other one to notice that they're looking at their watch or they're looking at their phone like, how oh, the heck, when when can I get out of here? <laughs> right. So or or you know, meetings. I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I will say it is a nice feature to have the always on. Like I can look at my phone right now and it will show me what time it is, but that's all it's showing me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the new notifications widgets on in iOS 16, I think we are like, I think they had this feature in mind for that so that those, mm-hmm. these widgets can have little bits of data mm-hmm. at all times for you. Uh, you know, I could be, I could see it be, it's not a, again, it's not a, I'm going to go run out and buy this phone to get this feature kind of feature, but you know, it's a nice to have, you know, the fact yeah. is, is there isn't a whole lot to these new phones this year. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's a, it's one of the the features, you know, I expect next year to have a lot. They're probably gonna have a redesign and some new features uh, next year, bigger upgrade. But I suspect 16 is going to take advantage, even for those of us who have, you oh, know, yeah. 12s or 13s mm-hmm. of a lot of that, you know, those new features so that we can, yes. you know, I, I, to be able to customize that screen. I can't wait. I didn't put the beta on the phone yeah. i put the beta on the ipad and i will my tale of woe half woe for this week is boy has it been buggy yeah the beta on on ios on ipad os has been the buggiest i've seen it makes me feel mm. better because i didn't do yeah. any betas this year and i, yeah. I usually do the ipad one i didn't um, yeah, it locked up my screen at one point. I couldn't go anywhere. I had to put the accessibility on so I could actually tap my screen at uh, one point. Yeah, it was a little bit buggy, but they it seems to have, you know, smoothed itself out in the last week. So I'm happy for that. Well, and that's the, the other the last thing that got I don't think it got mentioned in the keynote, but it came out at around the same time is that iOS iOS 16 will be out on the 12th. Yes. iPad OS 16 is delayed about a month to, to into October. So good idea. Yeah. Get, <laughs> get the bugs fixed. Um, but, you know, the, the looking at these phone, these phones, if anyone who has an 11 or a 12, it's a pretty good upgrade. Mm-hmm. And that's the th- important mm-hmm. thing to think of, to, to remember. A lot of these pundits that you listen to on these podcasts or on these tech websites, they buy the new phone every year. Um, in fact, oh, yeah. they probably buy half a dozen different phones, Android and, and iOS phones uh, every year. The, th- the regular folk like us, we, we, you know, we wait, we have, we keep our phones for, you know, mm-hmm. minimum two years, probably mm-hmm. three or four years. And so these new phones are, are a decent upgrade for anyone who's got a phone that's like a, a 12 yeah. or an 11 or 10. And that's my other tale of woe, because <laughs> when I was, you know, the pundits were saying, and the prices are probably going to go up this year, I went out and bought a 13 before I figured the prices oh. would rise, and boom, they didn't, and I should have waited, and I would have gotten a 14. Well, if it's been in the last two weeks, you can take it back, but the... No, uh, I bought it in July. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is, is, even if the 14s are higher priced, they always keep the last year's phone at a lower price. So, you mm-hmm. know, you wouldn't go bad. You know, you could say, oh, I'll just go get the 13 anyway. You know, that sort of thing to wait. But they but it's only in the regular. I have a, a 13 Pro. Oh, okay? yeah. They don't so keep they the only keep the regulars. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the pros go. And that's one of the reasons why I did it. So that's why I'm feeling like, oh, that was <laughs> I haven't done that in a long time. And I'm like, yeah, I just got whatever well, there might be a trade like they they said they they're taking big 
big trade in uh, values. Uh-uh. So. Uh, unless it goes mm-hmm. up right now, my phone's only worth six hundred. They, yeah, I saw I saw <laughs> someone saying that they were getting like really close on a phone they didn't get too long ago. I would check it out. I'm just saying. I will. I will yeah. check it out. Go check but. it out because you can for a fairly new phone, you could probably get a pretty good trade in value. Now, one thing, one thing with the uh, iPad OS with with sixteen, my my. Six seven year old iPad Air two is no longer supported. Yeah, so, might be yeah, time. I, long run. I don't know. There, there still was that um, putting Linux on an iPad, and <laughs> iPad Air two was Ooh. one of the devices. So there you go. Um, That's interesting. Please get that working so I can uh, use that instead. <laughs> but six, so to I don't s- spend the money on a new Air, an I, I, iPad Pro. <laughs> yeah. Six to seven years is a good run for a, for an iPad oh, yes. for any any device like that, and iPads are long-lived devices. They yes, are. They are. Yeah. They um, are. I have yes, an original are. iPad Pro uh, 10.5. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. still going. The battery is what's killing it, but it's still going. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so then the, so the, final, the final question is, uh, you, you going to buy anything? You, anything that came out today? Probably not you, Father Corey, but. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Joanne? If I can spring for the watch, that because I have a Series 5, I was waiting to see what they were going to do. Mm. Um, I, it's the crash detection that got my attention yeah. right away. And since I can't get it on the phone, I better get it on the watch. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've already ordered my watch and, uh, Ooh. <laughs> no, I got, mm. I mean, today I ordered it today, the series eight and, uh, I didn't get the ultra <laughs> that is way beyond my means, uh, and needs, uh, but I got it as a, a series eight and, uh, I'm looking forward to. Actually, the low power mode is really uh, uh, I'm very interested in to see. Mm. Hopefully that gets here before I have a scout camping trip next weekend. So mm. it might get here the day be- the day we leave. So hopefully Ooh. I can get it set up in time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, man. Um, yeah. The, and the cycle tracking for me, because I really no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was in bad taste. Uh, so um, and as far as phones, I'm. I, I I had steeled myself against the reality distortion field, and I uh, t- the temptation is there a little bit, but I'm not going to get a new phone this this year. I'm definitely going to wait. No, it's the cra- like I said, it's cra- the, for me. Crash detection is big. Yeah. So and and I don't have the the pulse oximeter on mine either. So I mean, I yeah. think I'm due for an, I'm due for an upgrade. Cool. But I also looked into, you know, how much this one is for trade in. And I'm like, I may as well keep it as a spare. Right. I was thinking <laughs> of giving mine to my daughter because she's been yeah. looking for a watch. It would be a smart thing. They're not giving yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including Kelly M. Chow and CMF, Elaine K. and Gene C. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. This is Dom Bettinelli, CEO of StarQuest. I need to ask for your help. But first, I want to thank you for listening to StarQuest and supporting our mission of exploring the intersection of faith and pop culture. In order to continue that mission and create more new shows, we need to bring on more audio editors, video editors, and production equipment. If you value this show, we need to hear from you now. If you're not yet one of our monthly patrons, 
please become one. And if you're already a patron, please consider increasing your monthly donation. There are many special patron benefits we'd like to give you, and you can learn about them by going to sqpn.com slash give and clicking become a patron. Please go to sqpn.com slash give today. So our first headline this week is about a man who built his own internet service provider instead of paying Comcast $50,000 to connect his home. Uh, So this Hmm. guy, Jared Mouch, I think it's how you say it, um, up in outside of Ann Arbor, Michigan, lives in rural area. And he wanted, he works for Akamai Technologies as a network engineer. So he needs high speed internet connection for work. And when he, contacted comcast they said we'll we'll do it but you'll have to pay us fifty thousand dollars to connect you and he was like you know he has since said i would have paid 10 grand you know that would have been worth it for my work and i'd have to move uh so what he did instead was he started his own internet service company and started connecting homes of himself and his neighbors uh to the internet via fiber optic line and now has gotten a grant through the uh Coronavirus State and Local Federal Fiscal Recovery Funds Act for the American Rescue Plan, mm-hmm. basically millions of dollars to set up uh, a large, uh, well, large for his area, rural broadband network that'll connect almost mm-hmm. 500 homes. Uh, he's charging 50 by 55 dollars a month for 100 megabits per second with unlimited data, 79 for up to gigabits per second. And he's doing things like giving the church 250 up and down for free and that sort of thing. So what do y'all think of this? I kind of kind of love it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I I really did. It's called, you know, when you can't get the company to do something, we'll just do it ourselves. It's good old Mm -hmm. American ingenuity. Small business bootstrapping. Well, and this this is what the internet was supposed to be about anyways, is you weren't True. supposed to be tied up with Comcast or AT&T or Verizon or any of these other super mega gigacorps, you know, supposed to be able to uh, set up his own little thing. Because, I mean, those of us who, you know, in the early 90s, when commercial internet started to become available, we didn't have, unless you had like AOL, I had some little local dial-up internet yeah. service provider, some guy that was, you know, they they might have had, you know, 500 customers in the, you know, St. Louis Metro East. Right. You know, and, mm. and it was great. It yep. worked great. Yeah. I mean, my first in the Boston area, my first Internet provider was a TIAC. The the it was an acronym yeah. for the Internet Access Company, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it was all these little providers. They all got gobbled up and, and shut down by the big megacorps. And, you know, that's the problem is a me- when a megacorp says, eh. You're out of luck, you know, uh, whereas this guy, came, he, he had the the wherewithal to, to he knew he had the knowledge to get this started and he had some kind of backing and, you know, some ingenuity to get it done. Yeah, but I mean, what he's going through, air conditioning to blow the fiber, make it cool and oh, geez, yes. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. he's really having some fun. Um, but as far as, as, as price point too, I mean, he's doing a gigabit, uh, he's doing, yeah, gigabit gigabit for 79, for 79, which is what Fios is doing right now. Yep. Wow. Yeah. It's competitive and, and he's given people and he, you know, and he's given, it's not just that it's competitive. It's that he's the local guy. He's their, their neighbor, you know, he's. They can if they if they have a problem, they can call and talk to them. You know, if you have a problem with Comcast or Verizon or, you know, one of these other big companies, you're lucky to talk to 
someone, you know, who's going to help you. It, it's just um, it's nice to see, you know, small business, you know, making a difference. And I'd love to see more of this, frankly. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, there's this is kind of an answer to that. A lot of communities are trying to get their own community Internet services. Yeah. And of course, immediately Comcast and AT&T and all these immediately come in and sue, even though they're not willing to put good internet services into these communities. <laughs> right. Right. You know? And so you, you get a little telling, let's say like here in cascade, if they tried to put in their, you know, cascade internet service, you know, the companies be knocking on the door with law, with law, with uh, legal. Right. Right. Suits and stuff like that. And it's, it's, this is, this is a, maybe a good answer. And maybe some of those, those places that we're trying to get fiber put in that couldn't because Comcast was snowballing them or, or, uh, you know, uh, Verizon would just tell them to go pound sand. Well, it's like, okay, fine. So now a little company comes in and du- wires, wires up the whole town. And guess right. what? We don't need you anymore. Yeah. Maybe yeah, a little teach them a little lesson about that, about service. Yeah. I mean, I live suburb of Boston in the, the next town over the city of Braintree. They have their own light department and the light mm-hmm. department provides internet service to everyone in town. You know, that is mm-hmm. part of their service. Um, there's a couple of towns in this area that where they have their mm-hmm. own light department, their own electricity, you know, local electricity company. Taunton and, has one. Yep. Where I work, the city of Taunton has their own. Middleborough has their own. Yeah. It's I mean, it's kind of it's 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 nice because and it's like, again, it's a local company with people, you know, in your mm-hmm. who live in your town. When you have a problem, they're there for you. So it's it's nice to see that I encourage folks to check it out. So our next headline is, uh, have you had any amusing ring videos on your doorbell? Well, uh, there's a new TV show hosted by Wanda Sykes called Ring Nation, and it's going to, it's a syndicated viral video show that will feature ring doorbell videos. So videos Mm. from your ring cameras. Um, And it's just like a lot of these clip shows, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, the descendants of funniest home videos and yep. they'll have, I mean, frankly, there's not gonna be anything that you haven't seen a million times on YouTube and, and these clip compilations, but it's, uh, it's going to be on TV. Um, some people are kind of like, see, this is the problem with video doorbells. There's no privacy. Amazon is using your videos. I don't think that's what's going on. I think it's just, mm. you know, you, you have to submit your video uh, or you yeah, post right. it online. What do you think? I'm wondering if the the Ring app is going to have a button on every video <laughs> submit for Ring Na- Ring Nation or whatever. <laughs> Look, I, I get enough of these from my neighbors all the time. Look, this guy is looking in my car and yeah, he's yeah. walking around my car at two o'clock in the morning. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my answer. I don't care. Right, right. Yeah, you know the the neighbors app will have has those, and people get all freaked out about. About people, I mean, you know, it's people get their stuff broken into, but um, you know, tell the police, don't, don't put, you know, if exactly. you have a problem. Yeah, you know, I have a ring video doorbell and I have a wise cam outside in my backyard. Okay, they're there for a specific reason to see who's at my door and to make sure the coyote isn't going through my yard when I take my dog out. Right. So, mm. you know, that's what I use it for. Anything else? Yeah, yeah, not appealing. Right, right. The, 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 a lot of the times the, the the video is not good enough to get you, you know, information about, you know, identifying the identifiable video of someone by your car mm. or a license plate on mm. the street. It's just not going to it doesn't have that kind of resolution. Uh, so and I, I don't know when that will be out or, you know, where it'll, I think it's syndicated. So, you know, you'll have to look at your local listings. 
Uh, our third headline comes from Ars Technica, and this is a Lenovo is announced consumer AR glasses. Uh, and as they know, it can tether to iPhones. I'm not sure why they point that out, but uh, yes, iPhones, Android, Mac OS, Windows, uh, and I think there's also Linux they mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. And their AR glasses, they, you know, I they announced them, but as the article points out, they're, they're, Okay, they don't they they don't have much functionality as of yet. Um, there's no pricing. Um, a lot there's a lot that remains to be seen about it. But they're on the market. And that's more than a lot of people can say. Uh, but what do you think of this? Well, one one thing they point out is they have to connect via USB C, so they have to physically connect to your phone. Yeah, it's not wireless. There's no Bluetooth or anything like that. I I, I get the feeling this is half proof of concept, half. Um, there are cases, there are things where this would be usable, like say in a, a production environment, you know, a warehouse, mm-hmm. you know, can you imagine a warehouse app using these where as you look at things that are on the shelves, it shows whoever's the employee, what they're looking at, mm-hmm. how right. many of these are needed, et cetera, you know, just all right there. So they don't have to look at a piece of paper. It's just as they scan the shelves. Oh, I need this. Yes. Yeah. Stuff uh, like that. Yeah. That would be useful. Yeah, and I I think this is just a preemptive strike because they thought Apple might be putting out their version, so they wanted to get to the table first. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I just I I don't know how I feel about AI glasses. I mean Google Glass and all of that. I'm not so sure. But if you have to tether these to your phone and you need a USB, guess what? <laughs> We're still using Lightning on 14. Well, it's mm-hmm. USB C on one on the, gonna, on the Lenovo end, Lightning on the other end. But you know that yeah. sort of thing. But, you know, I mean, yeah, but it's still it's it's a it's a cable attaching your glasses to your phone. And that, right. that's that's a no fly for a lot of people, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the they did say that it's going to be um, they're aiming under five hundred dollars, which is, you know, that's a pretty decent price for something like that. Um, and they expect it to be available in select markets, quote unquote, in twenty twenty three. Which which means that it's not going to be generally available probably until at, at best late next year. So it's this is a very, very pre-announcement for something that's almost vaporware at this point. Um, mm. So uh, but yeah, it's probably a preemptive strike against, you know, on Apple's, uh, you know, hey, we're in this, too, until, until Apple comes up with theirs, mm-hmm. which is uh, a lot of the rumors are January. We should we're, we're expecting to see those. Um, I have one last story. This is an extra story. This is actually a little self-serving because (laughs) uh, the headline is the MBTA will install digital interactive kiosks with real-time bus and train information across Boston. Uh, This is important to me because this is my brother's company is installing these. Oh, Uh, okay. Yeah, my brother was telling me that he's got this uh, big contract with the MBTA to install these. They're like color e-ink displays that will be up at all the the bus stations and in the the subway stations. And it will have real-time information about departures and arrivals and delays and all that sort of thing. And uh, he told me that a lot of the metros around the world are looking at this uh, installation of Boston as a proof of concept. So, you, the, you know, you might see this in the the tube in London or the metro in Paris or that sort of thing. So uh, very interesting. Yeah. Well, kudos for your brother, but all it's going to do yep. is tell us that the MBTA isn't working as usual. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. The, uh, the, the, the orange line, which is one of the major, you know, the, one of the four mm-hmm. major lines in Boston is down for a month. It's closed for a month. That's right. It's chaos in the city of Boston. <laughs> With yeah. all the college kids that yes. use <laughs> this constantly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so uh, just 
congrats to my brother for for getting there. Maybe I'll have him on at some point to talk about it if he can. Uh, that'd be cool. Oh, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, so that does it for our headlines. Uh, let's go right to our picks of the week. Joanne, you're up first. What is your pick this week? Well, Jimmy A can close your ears because my <laughs> pick, my pick this week is the Logitech MX mechanical keyboard. Mm. Uh, we had to nice. get a new keyboard, as I told my tales of woe a couple last time, um, because my husband now has a Windows computer and I have a Mac, so we needed something that we could both use. And yes, this is a very pricey little instrument, but it is the feel of the of the and it, and it acts just like the keyboard of old that nice clackety you can feel it <laughs> under your fingers you don't go flying and hitting the wrong key um it's a you can get it in either full size or mini if you really don't want the numeric keypad but my husband's an accountant and he needs that yeah um you can get it in either it lights up so that's nice at this time of day as we're recording and the good thing about it is you can use it either Bluetooth or with the dongle and you can connect up to three different devices to it. Mm. So number one is the Mac. Number two is the Windows. So right. when we use the keyboard, you know, that's how we, you know, I push number one, he push number two and it connects immediately with no problem. Nice. Um, it's got an on off switch and it right now it came with 57% battery before we need to charge it and i think it's only down to like 48 and you've had it for moment. how long we've had it for a couple of weeks now okay so that's pretty and good we use it so yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good battery life in and of itself we're we're loving it because we really haven't found a keyboard i mean we started getting some of these really flat keyboards and we were like, yeah. eh, this isn't good. Yep. But we, we saw this. It is pricey. It is 159 I bought it for 159 Yeah. And it's, well, it's, it settles about 169 for the big one, 149 for the smaller one. But that's something that's constantly under your hands. It's your interface into your work. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you get something that works, you know? Spend right. a little. Yeah. And, and for Mac users, I got to tell you this. It took me about a day. To configure them to configure the Mac sequences for different things because you oh, can program the F keys, right? So it doesn't come knowing if you if you switch to the Mac part that those F keys do certain things. So I had to actually oh. sit there and program it, and then it has the um, it has the command. You have to really hit the left side of the Alt key to get command because if you don't, it doesn't do anything. Oh. It's 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 a little bit odd to get used to, but once you get used to it, it okay. you roll you roll fine. But setup is a little you have yeah. to you have to go find the directions online and read them. Okay, yeah, Logitech sometimes they sell stuff for Macs, but they sometimes forget to you know make mm -hmm. it as easy to use as they should. Well, then, right, and and that's interesting that they chose to make the Alt key the command key because usually it's the Windows key that is the command key. In the yeah. alt is the option key. Right. What they have is control, and then they have the Windows key with start, and then they have the command key with alt. That was an interesting combination. But yeah. I couldn't use hmm. the command C either on my Mac. It had to be the, com I mean, the control key. It was the command key. And I kept hitting it in the middle instead of hitting it off to the, to the left side. I had to oh. go find that and read it. You have to touch, <laughs> you have to hit the left side of the key. 
Mm-hmm. That's kind of odd. That's a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, it is. That is. Yeah. It, it's the only odd thing about it. Huh. But it, it, it confused. I almost brought it back because I was like, I can't use this. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, interesting, though. I mean, if someone's in the market for a keyboard that they want to use with a couple different uh, computers, that, that would be, or an iPad, that would be another thing you could use. Yes, with, too. you can put mm-hmm. it on iPad. I think you can put it on the iPhone as well. Yeah, yeah. iPhone will do a Bluetooth keyboard. Mm-hmm. Cool. Excellent. Uh, and to, to, to why, why you said Jimmy Aiken close your ears, um, Jimmy, uh, before one of our podcasts recently, Jimmy complained that our uh, my, my clacky keyboard was too loud because <laughs> I, I was typing <laughs> while he was talking. I was like, I can't think when you're typing. So <laughs> so yep. we, we we figured out the problem was actually was an audio issue. So uh, it was amplifying the sound of it, but uh, we fixed it. But it's uh, <laughs> funny. Uh, Father Corey, what is your uh, pick of the week? And uh, with a finger in the eye to all us Apple fans. Yes, yes, this is this is totally troll. This is totally completely trolling because we're all the Apple love we've given in this podcast. I'm going to talk about Android 13. You're oh, yeah. the upcoming Google October's Google's uh, event on October 6th, which we'll talk about next month. Yep. Um, Android 13 came out a couple of weeks ago, and I've had it actually for a couple of weeks. And and you know, honestly, it's it's one of those updates that it does it changes a few things, it adds some features, but it really isn't like, you know, you must have, you must go out and make sure you get an Android phone with Android 13 if you already have like Android 12 on your phone. Uh, a lot of look and feel stuff, kind of an interesting look and feel thing is on the little, uh, when you swipe down to see your um, notifications, it'll show when you're playing something. Mm-hmm. And what it will do now is it'll show the the uh, album art and the, the little... Pro- progress indicator will sit there and be like a wave that will dance with the music oh, a little fun. bit or uh, kind of okay. move with the music. So it's, I mean, again, this is completely gooey, make it look nice, yep. uh, which it, it does look good. I mean, actually they did a good job with it. It, it, it works really well and looks good. Uh, there's some stuff on like, for example, uh, for again, go, going with just look and feel that the icons can now be made to match the background of your screen. And so there'll be like a two color, icon instead of the full color icon and it will match whatever the primary color is of your your background okay and it looks good and now now for aftermarket for third-party apps they have to enable that they have to you know create the the back the two color but i've been noticing more and more apps are starting to come with that as they update it so eventually Mm. they'll all have that where you'll have kind of a monochrome uh buttons monochrome uh, app icons with your background and that does look good when they they do it yeah one interesting feature is you can set up language per app so if you have certain apps you want to use in one language you can set that up um versus other apps so like let's say you travel to spain let's say and you've got you know the metro app for one of the spanish cities you can set that up so that's in spanish not english right things like that right so that's that's kind of that's kind of fun um and, and actually, I could, again, could see being usable, you know, in, in certain situations. Yep. They've, they've got a bedtime mode that is really kind of cool. Yeah. You can set it up where it will go into black and white at a set time for bedtime. Huh. So instead of the full color, it'll go to the black and white. And then at a certain time, it will switch back because the black and white is easier on your eyes at night. You know, let's say you wake up in the middle of the night and, yep. and you know, you don't want to get wide awake because you're full colorful light in your eyes. Yep. Uh, so there's a lot of that little stuff. There's a lot of some of the um, notifications for emergencies. You know, again, like I mentioned, I just found out that actually Android 12, it added the car crash 
detection. Yep. And so, like I said, after we're done here, I'm enabling it. You know, <laughs> you, do have to, you have to get into it, you know, but they do have an emergency section that's got some of that kind of stuff, notification control and so on. And they're starting to do things with their Chromebooks similar to what Apple does with Mac OS and iOS, where you can have your notifications go across. You can do not calling yet and you can't do phone calling. Right. But they're starting, you know, copying content, uh, multitasking between the two of them and stuff like that. So they're starting to do spatial audio they've added. So there, there's some of that stuff that Apple's had that Android is, is adding now. There's things that Android has had that Apple is adding now. And so they're kind of having that back and forth. Yeah. Um, the calling then, handoff like I is said, annoying anyway. You don't want that. It's- <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't want it either. I, I, I prefer not to use it. Yeah. But, but the, yeah, and I can do the messaging through messaging on web through Google, but yeah. that, that's something different. Um, and then, as I said, in October 6th is Google's big event, which we'll talk about in a month. And totally not a shock, they're introducing phones, a watch. And earbuds. Surprise. Sound familiar? <laughs> Sounds so familiar. Yeah. So they're announcing the, the, the Pixel 7, the Pixel 7 Plus or whatever they're calling it. I, I can't remember what they Pixel 7 Pro. They're announcing a Pixel watch and then, then Pixel, the, the new generation of Pixel earbuds. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to that because I, I've had my phone. Mine's a, a, a Pixel 4 XL for three years now and i usually go three years so i want to see what the seven is going to have that's going to be worth upgrading or not because i mean the the phone works fine it's got a little couple little scratches on the screen stuff but otherwise it's fine yeah so we'll see if it's worth upgrading or not so cool all right so my pick of the week is another fun mac app that uh, actually uh i think it's i think this was just mac only the the company global delight makes mac and windows software but capto is the app and it's a Screen recording, screen capture, video editing app. And it's really easy to use. Hmm. It's really, there are other ones out there that have all these other features and they're like all, you know, video editing suites and all this other stuff. And it's, it's high end. This is really great for doing really simple video capture. So a lot of times, like with the various people in our podcast, I need to say, hey, this is how you set up StreamYard on your computer. This is how you set up Audio Hijack to, to record a podcast. And so I'll record a screencast and it records my screen and I can narrate as I go along and I can put like um, little arrows and dots on the screen to, to like, look at this. And I have an arrow that's pointing at the thing and or a circle around something. I could put text on there and it does it all within this app. And then you can edit it really easily. It's and it's a really nice app. And um, it is, let's see to buy it. If you were to buy it, let's see, what was the price again? Um, it's $18 for a single license, which is a pretty good price. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, if you uh, subscribe to set app, like I say, people should, you, uh, you get it for free as part of set app subscription. So mm-hmm. um, it's another one of those things that is a good reason to get set up. Uh, so that's my pick. Cool. Sounds awesome. Yeah. It's I've used it for a bunch of different things and it's been really good. So that's it from us. Uh, we would love to hear what you thought of any things we've talked about today. Hey, are you getting something for that Apple announced today? We want to hear about it uh, from you and let us know what you're getting. So we, you can comment on the show at sqpn.com slash technology at the SQPN Facebook page, facebook.com slash StarQuest Media. You can send an email to technology at sqpn.com. 
or visit the StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. And you'll find links from our discussion and our picks of the week in our show notes at sqpn.com. Remember to like each episode of the show wherever you find it on uh, social media. It really helps us a lot when you like that, when you share it, when you leave us comments. We love to hear from you. We'd like to thank James for his research assistance in this episode. And until next time, Father Corey Stika, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of technology. Thank you, Dom. Joanne Mercier, thank you as well. Thanks, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Technology on StarQuest. StarQuest wants to hear from you. We're conducting a survey of our audience. That's you, to help us in our planning for the future. Please take a moment and visit sqpn.com slash survey. We'll be selecting two participants to receive an Amazon gift card as an expression of our thanks. So visit sqpn.com slash survey today.